Hey, good morning, Bashar's Rabbi Crown. So we are on very top of Mem Dalit Ahmed Bay. So yesterday we concluded with a Mishnah that basically working off of there's a Pasuk that says and this is talking about if um, you have a situation where um, a man marries a Nara and then he um, claims that she wasn't a Basula. So in the case where she's actually not a Basula, where she was Mazana, the Pasuk says, Vahotzio es Hanara el Pesach and you take the Nara to the to her father's to the door of her father's house, and the people of the city stone her, and she dies. Because a bad thing happened in Israel, and you have to get rid of it. So the Mishnah, basically, because of using some of the verbiage in here, made a few um, a few things that it identified, or a few, dis- few things that it said because something wasn't satisfied would not apply. So specifically, it was talking about someone who was a, a Gioret or was born from a Gioret. So the Gemara is going to pick up by talking about some of those cases. So the first case it's going to talk about is actually the second item that was in, um, was in the Mishnah that said that if someone, if a woman was, um, a woman was pregnant um, before she converted and then converted, um, and then the, the the girl was born when she was a um, already the mother was already converted. How, what applies and what doesn't apply? So the Mishnah had said that um, the second case was Harasa um, that if she was pregnant when she before she converted the lady and she was born when after she converted. In other words, she was born to a Jewish mother. She does get skila in that case. So um, the Gemara, Gemara starts off by saying, How do we know this? That it says in that Pasuk, So he said the way the Pasuk was, it said, And the men of the city come and they stone her. And she dies. And we know that when you do skila, obviously she's going to die. So the Extra word vamesa. What is that for? Lerabos harasa shalobikdusha. That comes to add in the case of where she was the mother became pregnant before she converted. The latest and the, but the girl by the time the girl was born, she was already the mother was already converted. Ihachi. If so, milka nami nikle umea sali nalushalim. So there's the flip side, right? So the husband accuses the girl that she was not a basula and if it was found that she he was lying then he gets malchus and he has to pay a fine but we don't learn that part of it we only learn that she does get skila we don't learn the part about um about what happens to the husband if he wasn't telling the truth so the Gemara answers on makrava mesa it talks about specifically mesa lemisa nisraba that that case of the the daughter of the convert is she is subject to the skila death penalty the but the actual penalty for the husband if he wasn't telling the truth isn't included how do we know that that's only talking about the case of the mother wasn't Jewish got pregnant converted and then gave birth maybe we're talking about a case where the mother 
had already converted and then gave birth. She was converted before she got pregnant and then gave birth completely. So the Gemara answers that he is Shalomalusi. In that case, she's a you know hundred percent Jewish, right? The mother was converted before she even became pregnant, so we don't need anything special to talk about there. Maybe we're talking about the the opposite case that the mother was did not had not converted, got pregnant, and gave birth before she converted, and the mother and the daughter both converted after the daughter was born. In Cain, that doesn't work. Why? Because the pasuk used the word be Israel. So use Israel means that she was a born a born Jew. So again, all this Gemara is just taking apart the different words to prove the different things. So what we've proved so far is that. The case where um, the case where she was um, conceived before the mother converted, but born after the mother converted, she would get skila. Not not a, either of the other scenarios. Um, continuing, Amar Yosi Bar Hamosi Shemra Ali Yasoma. So we know that there's the case of the Mosi Shemra, someone who says this girl was not a basula, and therefore, if he's not a basula. Um, that if she is a basula, if they prove she is a basula, he gets malchus and a fine, um, and that goes to the, the fine goes to the father. So mostly shame around yisoma. Someone who does that on a yisoma, so someone who does not have a father, pater is exempt from paying the fine. Shneamar because the pasuk says v'nasnu avi hanara, and you give the money to the father of the girl. Prat lazuj en laav. That would come to exclude a girl who has no father. So, but Mesa Rav Yosef or Avin Vitimir Rav Yosef Vazveda, they challenge it um, from this pasuk. The Imaen Yimaen Aviha. This is talking about a mafata, someone who is a seducer. When a seducer, what happens with the seducer is that he, um, I believe, he either has to marry her, but if the um, if the father does does not allow her, does not agree, then he has to pay a financial penalty. And by virtue of the word using the word ma'ain yema'ain, that if he, you know, it's a double language, that comes lurabos yisomaliknas. That means that not only can the father say he does not want the um, the girl, the the seducer, to marry the the daughter. In other words, he wants to get the the fine. He wants to get the money. The yisoma, the girl herself, can say she does not want the the man. She wants the money. Um, that applies to Rabbi Yossi So again, here's a case where it talks about Aviha, but um, but the girl is able to collect the money on her own by virtue of the double language. Um, but this is this is pushed away. The same way he brought up the challenge, the same way he resolved the questions. We're talking about here a situation where Bava'aleha first the relationship happens. He seduced her. Um, the father only died after the fact. So it's not a case of the girl was a Yasoma when he had the relationship with her. The case was the girl was had a father. He seduced her. Then the father died. At that point, though, that, that's different than the case of a, a pure Yasoma. Um, but we're going to continue the challenges. Rava Omar. Chayev. Rava says someone who um, who is Motsi Shemra on the Yisoma, who again said that the Yisoma um, was not a Basula, is Chayev to pay the penalty. Me, my, how do we know this? Um, because Midatani Ami, from a race that we learned from Ami, that says Basulas Yisrael, um, the low Basulas Geirim, that this applies, that, that um, when it talks about a, um, when it talks about a, 
Moti Shemra, it applies to a basula of Israel, but not to a basula of Gerim. It does not apply to a basula who is from Gerim. So she has to be a naturally born Jew. So why is this a problem? Because we we know that when it comes to a Ger, a Ger, by definition, does not have a father. Once someone converts, they sever the relationship that they might have had with their parents. It's as if they're newly born. So in the case of, by saying, gerim, that Gerim is talking about a case of someone that does not have a father. So, It's fine to say that in the case of a, um, a Jewish girl, that if she's an orphan and the father um, and then the husband and and the husband um, is Monsi Shemra on her, um, you might say that's okay. Because then you might say that if it was if it was the case where by a Jewish a fully born I shouldn't say Jewish a fully born someone who naturally born Jewish girl. Um, if it was the case where he would have to pay a penalty, and then you came along and said, but it does not apply to a convert, that would make more sense. Um, but once you say that a Jew, um, native-born Jew is not chayev to get a um, to get this penalty because she doesn't have a father, why do we need this extra pasuk to say, or extra lima to say that it does not apply to the um, to the gayrim because in both cases it's a case of not having the father so that might imply that because you have that statement that applies to gayrim that that would um, you're specifically calling out gayrim um, that would that might reverse imply that maybe when it comes to a naturally born Jewish girl who does not have a father she should be able to get the penalty. Amarish Lakish another thing about Moti Shemra. Hamoti Shemra Laktana Pater. Someone who is Moti Shemra when it comes to a katana, he is Pater because the Pasuk specifically talks about Anara, right? Um, it says, the Pasuk says, Anshu Oso Mea Kesef Nasla Vihanara. He's Israel. It talks specifically about Anara. So therefore, you would say, um, you would say that that only applies to Anara, but a girl who's less than 12 years old. Um, that would not apply. Um, however, in our case, if you look in the actual Chumash, you'll say Nara Mala Dibar That in that whole section where it's talking about Nara Nara Nara, it spells it without a hay. It spells Nun Ayin Reish, but without a hay. But in our case, where it talks about this situation, it's spelled fully. It's spelled Nun Ayin Reish Hay. So because it's spelled nun ayin reish hey, what do we learn from that? Um, because it uses ha-na'ara with the hey at the end. Um, if it did not spell it out this way. Um, so what it's saying is because it has the, the, the word, the hey there is trying to say that hey includes, a, uh, hey excludes a katana. Because this is Hanara, fully spelt out, it's only a Nara and not a Katana. Um, but in a case where it does not have the hay, high love ha, high love if it didn't have the hay, Havi Amina Afilokana. You might have thought that it um, also would apply to a Katana. But when it says 
this whole pasuk about um, that the the nara you're going to take her and you're going to stone her, right? So, but we know that someone who is younger than twelve years old, someone who's a katana, is not subject to the death penalty. So, by virtue of the fact that in the pasuk where it says hanara spelt out, it talks about the death penalty. That must mean in that case it only is a nara, not a katana, because a katana is not eligible to get um, the death penalty. So what we're going to derive from this is that all other cases where it says na'ara without the hay, that applies to a katana also. Elokan um, na'ara, so because it says here na'ara, ha mako kol makom shenam ar na'ara, anywhere where it says na'ara without the hay, afil katana b'mashma. It would also include a katana. So, so net of this is that when you spell out nara with the full letter, as in our pasuk, um, that would only apply to a girl who was over um, twelve years old. Um, but someone, but in but in in that case, we know it would not apply to a katana because a katana is not subject to the death penalty. And from that, you learn out that only in this this one and only one instance where it spells out nara with the hey that the only exclusively is limited to a nara, but in all the other cases where it talks about nara without the hay, that would also bring along the katana with it. Tani shile, shile toada shlosh midos benara. We learned three different things when it comes to the death penalty that apply to a nara, and this is specifically about a nara who, um, when she was in Arusa, did, um, was mazana. What are they? So Adam come when she's, she is in her father-in-law's house. What it means by saying she's in her father-in-law's house, it means she's already gone through Nisuin. Because typically, you would do a, a, they would do Arisen a year in advance, and she would continue to live in her own father's house. And then she would do Nisuin and be fully married, and then she'd begin to live in her, in her father-in-law's house. So when it talks about her father's house versus her father-in-law's house is basically shorthand for saying whether only Arison was done or whether Arison and Nisuin was done. So, um, the, the witnesses came when she was living in, the, came um, when she's already living in her father-in-law's house. That she was Mazana when she was living in her father's house. In other words, they're coming after she's fully married to say that she was Mazana when she was an Arusa. In that case, going to the top of Bemheim and Aleph, Soklin Osa al Pesach Beisavia. She's Chayev Skila at the entrance to her own father's house. Kolomar, as if to say, Ru'ugi Dulim Shigidaltim. Look what, you know, look what your kid has done, right? So it's basically if she was Mazana when she was in Arusa, now she's already married, you take her and, you're, and she's stoned at her father's house, um, you know, to, to kind of show that she was, you know, for lack of a better way of saying it, she was raised poorly. Um, However, if the Edom come when she's still in Arusa, meaning she's still, li- still living in her father's house, still in Arusa, to say that she was Zinta that she was Mazana when she was living in her father's house, when she's still in Arusa. So they're testifying that she was Mazana while she's still in Arusa, about when she was still in Arusa. Soklin Osa al Pesach Pesach Shahir. In that case, she you you, um, you stone her and the Pesach of the year. And this comes from a Pesach 
that 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 says this. Sarcha ulubasov bagra. If she um, first was mezana when she was a nara, and then later became a bogera. So in other words, she was mezana when she was a nara, and by the time they testified about her, she was already say twelve and a half or thirteen years old. Tidon bechenik. At that time, she gets chenik. She gets strangulation. The reason is, is that as we learned, the whole concept of the skila really only applies to when she's a nara. Now, do we learn from this that when there is a um, maturity of, you know, physical maturity, that the matter of execution changes? Or, I mean, we learn um, a contradiction with a different Baraisa. Narahama orasa shazinta, that a, a, a betrothed Nara, Nara who has gone through Erisin, who was Mizana, Umishi Bagra, Shemra. However, once she was grew up, or she got above 12 and a half, she was older, at that point, her husband was Mosi Shemra on her, who ain't a loke, but ain't a no se mea sela. That she, she, at that point, he, it does not get, um, does not get Malchus, and he doesn't pay the fine, ostensibly, ostensibly because she's no longer a Nara at that point. He is a however, she is a mea, me kadmila She, if it's found to be true, um, and whatever Zomimim witnesses are there are actually brought to um, do skila. So, um, so there seems to be a, a contradiction here to imply that maybe it's not so clear that just because she got older, she still sh- just because she got older, she is still subject to the um, skila, right? So you might think that just like the husband is no longer eligible for the penalty he would have gotten as a Nara. In this case, she's still getting executed. She's getting executed as Skila, not getting executed as, as Chenek. So there seems to be a question about, is, is there really a, um, a transition from one, pen, one death penalty to the other, just simply based upon her growing up from no longer being a Nara to no longer being a, uh, to now being a Bogar. So this will stop, and next week we'll pick up Mirza Shem with uh, Mem Hay. For now, everyone should have a wonderful day.